1: Then I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi and welcome to History Makers, I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with author and speaker Bob Bodine. Now he's written a book called Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything. And a good friend of mine gave me a copy of the book a while back and I've probably given out over 100 copies to people ever since. It's changed my life. It's totally blessed my socks off. And uh, we're going to hear about the secret of the two chairs today. And we've got uh, Bob joining us from the US. How are you, my brother?
0: I'm doing great, Matt. Thank you so much for having me on. And uh, and I'm so excited uh, uh, to kind of have this conversation with you.
1: Well, thanks for joining us, mate. Let's find a bit of your story. Where were you born and raised? So, uh, you know, I
0: kind of moved around a number of spots, born. Initially in Indiana. My dad went to Notre Dame. So, you know, it was a big football thing. And, and, and he lived in South Bend. And I was born in Mishawaka and kind of moved to California and then to uh, Chicago. And then, you know, my dad was a McKinsey guy in, in consulting. And then uh, my dad started an executive search industry. And then we. Uh, in Chicago. And then I moved to, uh, to Dallas. And so I went to SMU and kind of been, uh, I had a brief stint in California where I was a brand manager for Carnation, which is now Nestle's. And I was the frozen French fry King. Uh, so I had, uh, I was the King of spuds. I had a large brand that I did, uh, uh for, for them. And then I uh, got into executive section. So I've been back in Dallas, uh, since, uh, really uh, it, since 1980 so it's been a while and and so now I've been an executive search for you know i don't know something like 42 years
1: <laughs> Wow, and tell us a bit about your faith journey did you have a religious upbringing you know yeah i grew up uh i grew up
0: uh, catholic and then you know wanted to you know go just a little bit more uh closer my mom uh was was really spending a lot of time uh in the in the bible and really wanted to to kind of get us moving in a closer relationship, uh, in a conversation, actually a dialogue with God. And of course, you know, at the time, I mean, I would go to the, I could go to church and, and as long as we we're done in 20 minutes, I could watch the Chicago bears. That would be good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so we shifted that pretty hard. Uh, one day, you know, I kind of came back to my house, you know, my junior year of college and the whole house felt it changed. And I could tell why, because my mom was in reading the word, and, uh, you know, it's funny how the word of God just kind of moves through a house and changes the whole atmosphere. And, uh, I kind of asked my dad what was going on. My dad thought she was going through her time of life. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so that didn't, uh, you know, my came home, my senior year and the whole house had changed. And my mom, you know, got, you know, kind of just slowly was showing my dad and just loved him through the, the, this whole process and, And just showed how she could change and how it changed her. And then it changed my dad and came in. My dad looked at me and goes, hey, we have to have, uh, you know, I've never lied to you. And I just want to tell you, hey, you need to have a deeper relationship with God where you're talking to him. You know, he wants to talk to you. He knows everything about you. He wants you to know everything about him. And mom and I have kind of set up something, which I then Started to really, you know, spend time doing for a period of time. I before I wrote the uh, two chairs is they set up a room with two chairs, uh prayed it up, and said one chair's for God, one's for you. I want you to go in, and I want you to just tell him you're sorry. I just tell them hey, dang it, there's nothing but you, and we want uh, you want a personal you want a personal relationship. Personal relationships mean you're talking, you're in dialogue, and and so uh, the, he said you'll never be the same. And when I did. And I, and I came out, uh, I you know, I had a whole different perspective. I had a personal experience with God. And, of course, everybody should have that, right? I mean, you know, I think a lot of times people think that uh, God has six telephone lines for, you know, seven billion people. <laughs> no, no. He, he could be in everybody's room. And, you know, they think that, uh, you know, he, he only, you know, works on people for pandemics and heart attacks and natural disasters and ISIS, whatever. You know, the answer is no, no he works on our little stuff. He cares about each and every one of us. And I tell people, a lot of people say to me, oh, Mr. Godine, hey, so I don't go to church. And I say, do you own chairs? Uh (laughs) And So I said, if there's there's a 1% chance he'd meet you, would you go? Everybody says yes. And I said, well, where you been? And so it started to change in my life. The difference of having a relationship that's not just pew three, seat number six, And actually, you know God and you're talking to Him, and He's sharing with you, and it makes His personal time five minutes, as you know, five minutes in the presence of God changes all your best laid plans. Yeah. And so uh, it's kind of just revolutionized my my life. And and of course, I had to do, I did 40 some years of of two chairs before God would let me do it. I, I, it was, He wouldn't, the moment I started. Really hard. He told me, "Hey, for at least forty years, we're not going to we're not going to write about it. when we do." He says, "We're going to unleash it." So, and he sure has. It's been <laughs> unbelievable.
1: Well, since you've written the book, it's uh, gone all over the world. It's impacted so many people's lives, and you know, I, I preached on it at my church a while back, and uh, I've had countless testimonies. People saying, Pastor Matt, I've been doing that two chairs thing, and you know what? God really (laughs) speaks to me. He guides me and he gives me advice. And I've had, I've forgiven this person, and I've got this new job, and you know, all all these testimonies. Have you got some testimonies of people who've had had the two chairs, you know, practice in their life, and they've they've had answers to those prayers?
0: Oh, yeah. So I had a I had a a football coach. So I I do sports recruiting uh, and I put in all the top people in sports for soccer and for uh, baseball and football and everything had a football coach in college and he called me one day and he goes, did you write a second book? I said, yeah. He goes, I love your mom. And I, you know, I wrote my first book, the power who through the lens of my dad and I wrote this one through the lens of my mom. And, uh, and so he, uh, he said, my gosh, Bob, he said, that would have really helped me in one of my jobs. or during some of my troubled times, I said, yes, it would have. And he said, I've been doing 22 years of quiet time with, with God, Bob. I just never knew I was the one who was supposed to be quiet. (laughs) And so, so what's happened to people is we've always had, and what people always share is that they they go in and they talk to God. it like as if prayer was just telling God what it is their problem, but they leave with their problem, right? That's not the way God does it. He wants you to lay it down with him. And then he's got some things he wants to tell you. So when all these people all over the world is, have been doing so, have, have been calling me and sending me pictures of the two chairs. Um, when I first started doing uh, two chairs, God, writing two chairs, God said to me, what do you want out of the book? And I go, it's your book. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just taking a download from you. And he goes, well, Bob, he says... Uh, I got something and I just put it on your thought. And I said, so you're you're talking about a, you know, you're, you're talking about a captive audience. And he goes, yeah. And he goes, what do you think when you think of captive audience? I think of people in prison and military and first responders and social services, people in trouble. And they need... You know, desperately to have a conversation with God in times of of fear and, uh, you know, confusion and calamity. And so um, he said, he says, he says, that's where we're going to go. He says, "I, I get to market this for you. And I don't know, six, seven months later. I got a call from a foundation who said to me, oh my gosh, we love your mom and we, we have a private donor and we make your book into a, a little paperback and we want to send it over and, and, and send it out. And I said, really, who do you send it to? And she goes, prisons, military, first responders and social services. Wow. <laughs> I said, of course you do. And, and the amazing aspect, she goes, hey, and I said, so what do you do like 5,000 copies? I said, that would be good. She goes, well, we do a little bit more. She goes, we're going to start with 265,000 copies. I mean, so all the people, I get letters from, I just got a letter from a guy who got out of prison the other day. And he said to me, "Um, this is, look, my whole life changed in prison from every day I was in fear to every day all of a sudden God's like giving me protection. All of a sudden I'm getting a chance to talk to him first thing in the morning. He's giving me ability to put people in my life there in prison that I can change their life. I had a woman who's eighty eight the other day call me, and she goes, uh, "Bob Bodine." I go, "Yes," and she said, "Is this your call center?" I go, "I don't have a call center." <laughs> <laughs> and so she goes, she goes, "Oh, I just love two chairs." And I go, "Wow, thank you." And she, I said, "She said, I'm Sarah, and I'm, I'm eighty eight years old." And I go, "Fantastic." I said, "So how do I help you, Sarah?" And she goes, she goes, "Well, I'm I'm not hearing God," and I go, "Really?" And so she goes, "I said, how long have you been doing it? Uh, since this morning." Yeah. <laughs> and I said, I said, so, Sarah, how did you get my cell number? <laughs> and she goes, I called around immediately. All of the TV stations got one from 700 Club. And they said, my, I all of a sudden got the producer on the phone. And when I told her my my situation, she just laughed out loud and said, you need to talk to Bob Bodine. <laughs> and so when she calls me and I said, so, Sarah, let me ask you a really important question. So when did you start thinking, I gotta call Bob Bodine? She said, when I when I was doing two chairs, and I said, Sarah, I'm Bob Bodine. And she goes, do you think God told me? I said, how would you think it's possible that you could get myself, you're the first person ever who did that? <laughs> and I said, but what was the real problem, Sarah? Because God just kind of whispered to me that you really want to talk about something else. And she said, you know, I'm, I, my daughter's been really bothered that I'm doing something extra with God and that I'm talking to him. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't think that that God talks to him, you know, and I said and I said, you know, every day you hear the enemy talking here on one side. So God is not going to talk to you the other. Mm-hmm. Of course, he wants. Do you think that when you start two chairs that the enemy wants you to know that you're a daughter and son of the king? Because the moment you do, you are a threat to the enemy, and you will all of a sudden be – can you imagine doing, uh, Matt, as you know, when you sit with God, you're like doing a burning bush with him.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: He's changing your atmosphere. The Ark of the Covenant is like in your apartment in your house. You're meeting with God. He's talking about people that you're going to change in your life. He always says to me, after I lay everything down, he goes, well, there's a couple other things you want to lay down. I do. (laughs) And I give those. And he goes, hey, I got four things for you today. And I go, what are they? And he goes, you'll know. And then he says, are you available? And I say, of course. And he goes, they'll be inconvenient, Bob. He says, but if you make time for me, I'll solve a lot of issues ahead of you. Mm. And what I found is this amazing aspect that the God of all creation would actually meet with us and talk with us and hug us during tough times. I mean, things are so, they, things that go so wrong. I mean, we just had a terrible situation in our family where one of my, my grandson just, you know, at 13 months, you know, fell in a pool and, and drowned. And uh, it happened two months ago, and our family had to go through the Two Chairs book with Seven Steps of Time of Trouble, right, that we walked through it. And, and and here's the thing, God walked us through. Mm. It was unbelievable. We had seven days in the ICU unit, and we turned it into this. And, and at the end, you know, he said, God, when things are really going bad, Matt, uh, when things are not good in your life, um, God's not done. He's not done with the story. My little Bo uh, gave his heart and his liver and his kidneys, uh, and we just found out one went to a a four month old on our on our floor. Uh, and can you imagine a four month had never been home yet got Bo's heart, and my daughter is like ecstatic for them, right? That they it's such a, she's so and then a little boy too got her got his liver and. Um and so and and a forty two year old woman got his kidneys. I mean, it's two kidneys. I mean, you didn't think that was possible. Because wow. God's a ninja. In the midst of the worst trouble, the issue with that you know, you're only gonna get two choices, fear or faith. You're either gonna have no peace or faith. And and our God, you know, God just looked at me always through this process. Listen. I don't want you to think about that. I want you to think he's sitting right with me. Let me paint a picture of what's happening. And when we did, it's turned really good. My daughter's doing really well. And I can only tell you in the worst situation, in the worst, no matter who you are, God's good. God will walk you through the valley of the shadow of death. He'll walk you through, and he'll set. He just always keeps saying to me, "Now, listen, Bob. The story's not over. It's going to be bigger and grow bigger and bigger, and more people are going to be saved, and more things are going to happen." And so, it, and then that's exactly how it's happened, Matt.
1: Well, it's such a heart wrenching story, and uh, we've been praying for you and your family. So, so how is uh, your daughter? when you're at the hospital
0: they gave me this little medicine to keep me calm and do this she says i don't want that anymore it's it's slowing me down yeah. on my personal relationship with christ yeah. and so i said yeah, you got to drop it jenny you can't have that wow and so she said i and so it's really funny how during a time you know something keeps going you know growing and one of the things i want you to tell your church so during our during our, our first day jenny was really i mean just mike tyson slammed into the floor yeah. and she couldn't, she had been in the room with Bo, but she couldn't even bed. And the doctors all give you the predictive models and all the stuff where that's hurt you more. She's in this that little anteroom separate and she's, she just almost can't get up. Mm. And my wife was praying with another woman on the floor, an Hispanic woman. And she's praying for her because her daughter for sure isn't going to live. And so it's not going well. She's praying like this, and then and then finally, the woman looks this tanya she her name was Tanya, and she said, "So how is Jenny? How is your daughter?" And so she goes, "Not good." and she says, "Can I go in and pray for her because I'm going to turn her." And so she goes in, gets Rob and Jenny up, and she says, "Now listen, she goes, "Your son can hear while he's in a coma mm. and he and he needs." His mom and dad. Wow! And you gotta, you gotta jump in, and God's going to fill you. When I lay hands on the both of you, you're going to be filled with power. And I'm going to tell you, you need to change the room. Any spirit that's negative, any doctors, don't let doctors come in this room and just talk negative. And she said, just let's go and make something happen. When she laid hands on, them, I thought they were jolted.
1: <laughs> wow. wow! It was,
0: it was just unbelievable. And Jenny made a hundred and eighty degree turn. Wow! Mama bear came out. Everything really good. So all the time in this. So we go down the line, and I don't know if you ever saw. Did you see our uh, – we had a video. Did you ever look at the video? Yeah, I watched the video. The video. Oh, did.
1: my goodness. I was in tears. What, were you crying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I did a talk.
0: I did a talk, a secular talk for a real estate agents, 3200 the other day. And I go in, and I give my motivational talk, which is so big, right? Yep. Uh, yep. And I'm halfway through, and then I tell them, And I said, so listen, I said, the one thing in life that everybody is common with is, is trouble. Mm. And I said, when it's a movie on TV, we love to watch it and we want it to be more trouble. I said, and more impossible. And he said, except if it's for us. And then I dropped the bomb on them and tell them about Bo. Yeah, You would have heard a pin drop.
1: Oh my goodness. And so I tell
0: them, and, and then I turned to them and said, now there's 1500, at least of you here who all had trouble yourself. And I said, I said, they, but you never shared it with anybody. And I said, you can't take this on alone. There's 200, 300 of you here that have done this. I said, I'm going to show you this video of what Bo did. I show it to him. They all start crying, the whole oh.
1: 3,200 of them. Oh, my goodness. Then I said to them,
0: what if we did something today that just changed everything? We all, I said, our family locked arms. What if we locked arms here? And I, so I get every one of them to lock arms. Pray for the person on your left and right, and then I'll pray for you. And so we finished that, and then all of a sudden – I get this guy on Instagram who puts up a a post, and he said, did Bob Bodine just get 3,200 people from California to pray in Jesus' name? (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, he did, and it was awesome. (laughs) And so all these people who all of a sudden were not doing it, all of a sudden had it. Because first off, how can you and I have a conversation that our family's stronger for God stronger in our friend, our relationship with our family and all of this and not go totally south. And the reality is this, you got to know God. Mm. I had to go through my seven steps every day yeah, because um, you run to your chairs, you put on your armor, you get out immediately and you grab your hands of your who you, you got, you get up to higher ground because tomorrow they're going to smack you again. And you, you, so you better be And you better be strong and courageous. You better keep your eyes forward, and you better start doing the done, because God's got a plan here. And the answer is, it's so much bigger than what we thought. It's now, my gosh, some people have given their life to Christ out of this all around the country. Um, They had never prayed before. It was like we had we had eighteen million people. Okay, watch the video. Wow, on TikTok. On TikTok, Amazing. and my only thing is that it's all about God, right? It's all about Him. Mm-hmm. Um, my, you know, my my girls. I've never been more proud. So um, yeah, awesome. I hope, I hope, you know, today, you know, we're all tender, right? But at the same time, at the end of the day, without faith, it's impossible to please God.
1: Well, Bob, I'm so glad you're able to share a bit of your personal story because I've been following it on Facebook and our church and our, our network has been praying for you and your family uh, in the midst of your family crisis you've been through. And, you know, it's uh, the, the truth is when you come to Christ, doesn't mean everything's going to be perfect and rosy all the time. You're going to go through trials and, and tribulations, but God is always with us, and that's what your book's all about, isn't it?
0: It is. I mean, can you imagine Jesus walking Bo into heaven and my mom who's got 25 great grandchildren and the first one she's going to get to see is him and i just don't think jesus gets to hold him very long (laughs) so (laughs) my my, i mean it's the picture you paint right and so one of the hardest parts is how you either emotionally react or how you uh, uh, all of a sudden intentionally respond and god's you know in tough times um he just wants to, you know, God keeps moving. He Mm -hmm. keeps doing things. And so I found he was really working on us uh, as much as he was working on each of us. And so our family locked arms. What I want to tell anybody who has trouble, um, day two, we locked arms together and we fought, and and I just led the start by saying, you know, Lord, I apologize. We thought we had a way, but we have no way. Mm -hmm. So we surrender. We're just giving this all to you. And we give you both we want, our goal is to get him back. But the answer is if you have a better plan, we're all in with you. And we all started to pray. And when we did, in Philippians 4 6 through 8, God says that be anxious for nothing and uh, just make your request known to God with thanksgiving. And the peace of God that passes understanding is going to rest on you. And I want to tell you, I have never experienced in 45 years of being a Christian that God walked into this room in this worst time, in our lowest moment. And it, gosh, it, the piece that passed us, it was like all of a sudden we understood we were in a symphony and each of us knew our part. And all of a sudden we were able to do great, mighty things in the midst of something that was bad. And I'm just telling you is I hope that doesn't happen that to people have to feel to get this piece. But I'm telling you, it's always good to know our goal is heaven. Bo's there. I don't think he's likes wants us to be depressed. And and a day in heaven's a thousand years. So when I die, I'll, I guess Bo will have missed me three minutes. <laughs> so it's there's just, there's just it's a it's a perspective today that we, you and I all have these assignment, purpose, and destinies, and we got to go after it.
1: Wonderful. Well, it's been so good to uh, catch up with you today, Bob. Our time's almost up, but I just want to say thank you for writing Two Chairs and sharing it with the world. It's impacted me and many of my friends and many people in my church and our network. Uh, If people want to find out more, they can search up Bob Bodine, Two Chairs, The Secret That Changes Everything, and uh, it's available online and uh, people can grab it uh, wherever they're based. And uh, Bob, I reckon you're a history maker. Thanks for joining us.
0: It's so great to be with you. Blessings on everybody who listens to this. God's got great plans ahead. Talk to God. Get to
1: your chair. (laughs) Amen. Thanks for your time. God bless. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. You'll also find links to all of our social media channels, and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry And we want to thank everyone for their generous support If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview Send us an email Info at historymakersradio.com God bless I'm Matt Prater And my challenge to you now Is to go and make history